Hi there, this is Winston Male, and I welcome you to Transparency Talks, a podcast from the Center for Collaborative Investigative Journalism, CCIJ. In the podcast, which focuses on issues of truth, transparency, trust, and the people within the CCIJ community, we speak to journalists from different parts of the world. And in our podcast today, we speak to none other than Mutala Abdallahi. Uh, I'm not sure whether I pronounced the last name correctly, but uh, Mutala is from Nigeria. Uh, the thing is, Mutala uh, is a climate and security reporter with Human Angle, where he writes on Nigerian uh, military, local conflict, climate security, Lake Chad region, and the Sahel region. And just recently, together with Kunle Adebajo, also from Human Angle Media, Mutala produced a brilliant story titled An Encroaching Desert Intensifies Nigeria's uh, Farmer Header Crisis in collaboration with the CCIJ. Welcome to the podcast, Mutala, and how is your day today? Uh, thank you very much for having me. Uh, my day here is great. Uh, perfect. Uh, how do you pronounce your names? Uh, so you got you got it technically you got the first one correctly it's Murtala and then the other one is Abdullah so it's Murtala Abdullah. Oh, perfect. All right, uh, let's get going. Now, um, I was going through your brief bio on your LinkedIn as well as on your World Economic Forum where you also belong. I noted that you have a rich background in journalism. Now, tell us where did this all start? I mean. How did you start thinking, or when did you start thinking to become a journalist in the first place? Uh, so I would say I was technically I'm an accidental journalist. I would say I would I'll probably refer to myself uh, like that. So I studied uh, environmental education at the university, and so that partially part of how I built my interest in uh, environment and climate uh, studies. And then also I grew up in a place uh, in the north central part of Nigeria where they we have frequent uh, heads and farmers violence that often uh, spills into communal violence. So that's where I got my interest in terms of both uh, uh, resource-based conflict and then general uh, conflict armed violence uh, in the country. And so after school, I began to write and then I joined uh, Human Angle in 2020. Uh, yeah, the first quarter of 2020. And I focused on uh, conflict and then climate security. So by climate security is um, how does climate, climate change affects uh, human security trends, uh, whether it's in displacement, uh, conflict, social tension, resource depletion, uh, generally, so how do you improve uh, uh, resilience and community and peace building through climate change? And then generally, uh, the conflicts in the country, so whether it's in the uh, between herders and farmers, or whether it's in the Lake Chad region, and, and yeah, other parts of the country. Yeah, you just told us that you, you your first job was with Human Angle. Um, what was your first job like? Uh, how did you feel like? Uh, so. I would say my first former job was with uh, Human Angle. Uh, the other ones were mostly volunteer job. Uh, for example, being a volunteer with the Red Cross or volunteering in terms of supporting things that uh, we're trying to understand stuff around conflict. And so, yeah, uh, my first former job was with um, with Human Angle. Yeah, I mean, 
maybe let me rephrase my question. When you got the job with the human angle and you were given some assignment, and what was the first assignment like? How did you feel? Oh yeah, so um, so surprisingly, before I joined Human Angle, I had started a a non-profit uh, where young people were supposed to start were supposed to share their perspective on uh, trends concerning climate change, confidence, security. It's called Grow Initiative, and so when I got the opportunity to join Human Angle, it was like uh, uh, fulfilling that ambition of uh, waiting on these important things, and especially from a from the perspective of a young person and then what I believe were the problems and what I think were the solutions. So, and then secondly, Human Angle, because it's a niche publication, it's not something, uh, it's different, it's bringing in new uh, methodology of reporting uh, uh, some of these uh, trends in the country, whether it's in terms of conflict, humanitarian and development issues. So it was really like uh, uh, a new challenge, uh, but, a one that brought in new dimension and new uh, new ways of telling stories uh, that matters, uh, but in a more in a different light, not what uh, was already there or the norm. Ah, perfect. Now going back to your background, um, like we said, you also mentioned it in the introduction. You are so much interested in Nigeria's military, local conflict, climate security lectured region and the Sahel region. Um, what really drew you to this type of, uh, I'd say, beat? Uh, why is it so important? Yeah, it's quite surprising. So when I was studying in school and learning about uh, environment as an as an environmental student, because I studied environment and education, which means that I'm an environmentalist and also an educationist. Uh, but what really struck me was how we source conflict, uh, how we source uh, competition and depletion can lead to conflict or prolonged conflict. And also it makes sense uh, some of the conflict that we're facing across the country. And so uh, when you, we look at climate change and environment, folks can see from different uh, angles, either in terms of climate finance or our other part of uh, the climate or environment. Uh, well, I, so for me, uh, what really made sense to me was look at it from a completely different perspective. How does climate change affect security, stability, uh, or in summary, human security? And really that what uh, drew my interest. I'm considering also the fact that I also had already existing interest in what was driving conflicts in the country and how do you bring about uh, long-term peace and stability. So for me, uh, high, um, being a climate uh, security and environment uh, reporter is about how promoting the interse- uh, people to better understand the intersection between these uh, two trends and also how do we use climate change and uh, environmental actions as a path towards peace building. All right. Um, I've also noted that you have participated in discussions on conflict, climate and security on international TV, local radio. Um, Now, how do you manage that? Because uh, looking at your background, you are mostly an online writer or or print writer. But then talking of TV and radio, these are electronic media. How do you zero in? So actually, I juggle through a lot. Uh, probably I'll see most attacks. And so I also do the podcast as Human Angle. It's called the, the Crisis Room, uh, where we also talk on uh, uh, 
uh, crisis trends and policy advisory understanding what's driving the trends and what's the way forward. And so, uh, but for me, really, in terms of speaking on, on in terms of passing my message to other mediums, whether in terms of radio, podcast, or television, uh, I... It's a bit different, but I feel like each one has a unique audience and and each one is very important and valid. And I also don't just juggle around in terms of communicating. I I'm also have my hands on. Uh, so like Ella mentioned, in terms of my profile with the Global Shapers, I technically chair, I chair their climate and environment team uh, where we do projects on the ground, uh, whether in terms of afforestation or or pushing forward conversation around uh, or sustainable fashion. And so, so yeah, I, I, for me, I think I, I, I use whatever medium that is available to pass the message around understanding the climate crisis and how we can uh, improve adaptation and resilience. And how has this helped you? I mean, your career, I'm talking about uh, being, you know, skilled in, a, in both electronic, online and print media. Yeah, it's actually, uh, I think, being able to make use of these uh, different mediums is very uh, important because it means that you're able to reach more people and then you're able to bring more awareness and uh, and drive more conversation. And so, for example, when we had the Metaverse uh, uh, session uh, with the CCIJ, it was really a new thing, a new realm in terms of uh, journalism. And yeah, I, th I think that as innovation, innovative tools continue to evolve, uh, these tools will be very important in reaching more people, especially now that younger people tend to have a different way of consuming uh, information. So it's important to adopt these new uh, or multi-dimensional uh, ways of uh, telling stories. Now, in all your years of experience, um, since you started um, journalism in a full-time way, so to say, uh, what have been some key lessons that you've learned over the years, particularly to do with um, investigative journalism, uh, with a bias towards climate, of course, which is your, your, your interest? So there's two things. I think for me, but one thing I really, really appreciated was the fact that um, no matter how much you think you have processed the uh, the information in terms of uh, the research papers and the third party stories, being in the place where the impact is felt the most really uh, enriches your your perspective and then how you narrate the stories of the people. So, for example, when we went to uh, Yusufari uh, in December last year, uh, being there in the sand dune, seeing uh, the scale of the problem, hearing from the people firsthand, seeing the impact. I think for me, it's really, really, it was really different uh, and had this uh, unique impact on how I I understood the the, the, the crisis uh, better, or let's say in a more different uh, and better uh, way. Uh, so it, it helps you to better connect the doors, whether in terms of the scientific data and the research community data and everything to have a much more uh, uh, grounded uh, uh, story. And then secondly, also, I yeah, I think for me, this that's like one of the most important uh, things I have learned. Uh, then also in terms of the use of uh, 
uh, tools like uh, satellite imagery. Uh, I, I think for me, this is one important tool that I, I keep learning how to use it in terms of telling climate and environment stories because they kind of provide also another unique uh, visualization uh, component and also uh, uh, up-to-date uh, information. So there's a lot of conversation around how do you sell information on climate and environment using up-to-date data and ensuring that it's factual and fact-based. Uh, that way you ensure that people understand it better and then you don't leave them with doubts on what the problem is. And one or two that I've learned that helps to do that in terms of satellite imagery that uh, highlights the either the crisis either in terms of flooding or desertification or desert encroachment. All right. And then... Um... I know in any career, uh, I've made challenges personally as a journalist. You too, I guess you have faced some kind of challenges. Uh, what is the most uh, difficult part of your job, the most challenging aspect of your, your, your job? Well, I think for me, one of the most challenging things is uh, access to data. Over here, data is really not so much available. Uh, data that you think should be available sometimes they're either available but not accessible or not or entirely not available. And so you have to uh, innovate. I think that's a huge challenge. Secondly, it's accessibility. Uh, we do not have a lot of access to uh, places that you need to sell those stories, uh, partly because maybe resources or because of capacity, uh, building deficit, 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 those kind of things like that. All right. Um, so how do you go around those problems, those challenges? Yeah, so I think in terms of data, so for example, in our uh, in our in our newsroom, we have someone whose job it is uh, to help find those data. However, generally, we also try to build our capacity in finding the data uh, because we believe that uh, data is like an important part. So there's this continuous process of uh, having uh, uh, hands that could help with that, and also building the capacity of journalists to do that. In terms of resources, it's about exploring uh, new opportunities to collaborate with with uh, with organizations or or that 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 can help with that, uh, so that we can better provide uh, high quality uh, stories, uh, especially multimedia stories. And then thirdly, in terms of capacity, you know, also it's about exploring opportunities that helps the journalist to build his capacity. And this is something that I also personally explore by myself and also learn new, new tools. So for example, although I learned remote sensing in the university, I, it was uh, in the past few months that I really got more involved in the use of remote sensing tools for conflict reporting and also reporting in terms of climate change. All right. Now let's talk about your involvement with the CCIJ. Uh, how and when did you hear about CCIJ? Uh, what was appealing about the community? Yeah. So I, when we, when, when I was informed about the project, I was, uh, I, I knew that it's going to be something uh, big, considering. Uh, with the area where we had made our first draft about uh, and which we ended up uh, going to. Uh, so for me, I think the, the preparation phase itself, uh, it was highly uh, uh, methodological, like 
the every bit and had to be fixed. Uh, you needed to ensure that uh, you were going on this path, this way the requirements that you, uh, or the materials you needed, this way the holes that you needed to fix uh, before heading out. And then and this was for technically something as how do you even take a picture? How do you understand the elements of the picture and how those pictures tell the story? Uh, and then uh, some, uh, it's, this way, it's, so they were, in the process of even preparing, we were also learning uh, how to do a lot of things, how to uh, ensure that our story really captured the element that we required. And so we went to the field uh, with a lot of these lessons that we learned. And then also in terms of the editorial process, uh, it was really, really an interesting one, which we I think for us also, we learned a lot and some of the things that we both that we also have incorporated in uh, subsequent uh, reporting. Uh, so you could see the... Uh, the process in terms of ensuring that the report came out the way it did uh, and the uniqueness in that report is as a result of the uh, brainstorming, the editorial process, the uh, the paying attention to the details, ensuring that uh, each sentence and each paragraph meant really something had really great value, uh, ensuring that there was the accountability component of it. So I, the, for me, I think one of the most important thing was the the learning a lot of learning that happened from the preparation to the post production. So you'd say uh, your involvement with CIJ has greatly enhanced uh, your experience as an investigative reporter, right? Absolutely, yes. It's not just as an investigative reporter, but uh, some uh, it, it provided a unique opportunity for us to really see. Uh, the severity in terms of the impact of the climate crisis. I, uh, without the CCIG uh, support, we would not have gone to these those extreme uh, communities that we did. Uh, uh, that we did. So it provided this more, um, I would say, uh, multi-dimensional kind of uh, 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 capacity for us. All right. Now, as we uh, uh, get into the end. How can people find you? I mean, in terms of social media platforms, where are you mostly active on? I'm mostly a noisemaker on Twitter. Uh, so you can, you can find me on Twitter at Murtala IBIN. Uh, that's where I talk a lot. And then, yeah, you can also, yeah, technically, I think that's with, and then on LinkedIn. Uh, those are the two tools I use mostly. Well, it was a pleasure to talk to you, Mutala. Thank you very much. It was nice, really, uh, having the conversation with you, Winston. Okay, thanks so much. Well, on that note, we come to the end of Transparency Talks, a podcast from the CCIJ. And every week we speak to different journalists from the community. And this is a podcast that focuses on issues of truth, transparency, trust, and the people within the CCIJ community. And this has been Winston Mwale. Take care.